This is Sunday's Gemara Davkuf Tezvav. Says the Gemara. Itmar, we learned. Ganav umachar. What happens that Reuven owned something, Shimon stole it from Reuven, and then he unsold it. And afterwards, the Ganav was, uh, they, they found out who the Ganav was. They found who the Ganav was. So the question is, so the owner, who does the owner go to? Does the owner go to the buyer or to the Ganav? So Rav says the name of Hadinimadishin. Rav says the name of that he goes to the Ganav and he says to the Ganav, give me back my uh, um, my item. He has no right to go to the buyer, let's go to the Ganav. Now that we know who the Ganav is. It's when we don't know who the Ganav is, you go to the buyer. But you know the Ganav, you should go directly to the Ganav. However, he has every right to go to the to the buyer and says, "Give me my my stolen goods back." And you have to then go deal with the Ganath to get reimbursed because you bought my item that was stolen. <clears throat> In fact, I can say they're not arguing. Before you, she has every right to go to the buyer. So look, it's still mine. But before years, she can go to the buyer. It's my object. But once it was years, the, the buyer now has a right to keep it. Then, then he's only entitled to go in with He goes to the Ganef, says to the Ganef, you stole my item, reimburse me. But everyone agrees with Chizah. Chizah one said that there was no years, then you have a right to go to collect from either one. And even if the item is no longer in existence, you can go to the buyer and collect from him because there was no years. It was your item. Um, the buyer says, well, please, you're telling me there's no argument. But Baton is called the gift that we give to a coin. There's no particular coin that ever abandoned hope. So any matana you have to give the coin is like, what? Well, there's no years. And let me ask you a question. Please, and we have an interesting argument there as well, even though it's before years. You said before years, there's no argument. Everyone says you can go directly to the buyer. No, it isn't. Now we learned the following. We know that 24 gifts you give to a coin. And when you have an animal, you have to give to a coin. And part of the gift of the coin, one thing you give the coin is the stomach. So what happens if Amalai, a guy went to a butcher and said, give me the intestines, the innards of the of the potter. And the, and the stomach was still there. That should have been gone to the coin. Then nice the coin. Then the buyer has to give that to the coin. He has no right to turn to the butcher and say, hey, you charged me for it. Because the butcher definitely didn't charge you for it. What about Lokam and Mishko? If you bought it by the weight and the butcher put the entire uh, you know, intestine the innards on the scale and then he charged him accordingly, that means he charged them also for that which belongs to the coin, which means they're stealing from a coin. The butcher now is the Ganeth. He stole it from the coin because he charged this buyer for the innards which really belonged to the coin. So the butcher is the Ganeth and the buyer is an innocent buyer who ended up buying it. Noishna and the coin, it says over here that that he gives it to the coin, he has to give it to the coin. In other words, the coin can go to the buyer and collect it back. Um, goes back to the butcher and he has to deal with it. So we see clearly from here that uh, the, the coin doesn't have to pay out this person. He has to go back to the butcher and collect from the butcher. When do we say that uh, that um, he gives it to the coin, that the buyer has to give it back to the coin, and then he turns around to the butcher and he says, give me back my money that he weighed it himself. If the tabach himself weighed it, you know, the butcher himself weighed it, then the koyin doesn't go to the buyer 
to take it back. Then if, since the, 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 the butcher himself was outright the Ganav, he weighed everything else, the coin only has a right to go to the butcher. He cannot go to the buyer. Even though it's before Yush, yet he cannot go to buyer and take it back. So we see that Rav's view that says that you go to the Ganav and not to the buyer is even before Yush. Not like you said, it's only talking about uh, after Yush. The Mara says, you misunderstood. Amo, what Rav meant to say, he was Avdin in Matabach. Of course, you can go to the buyer because before years you go to the buyer. You can even go to the butcher. Well, what do you mean, even to the butcher? Because mountain, I would have thought, ain't matonas kun exalted. Who do all matonas kun belong to Hashem and he passes on to the coin? So I would have thought that the Ganav never really had it because the, the matonas kun never really goes on, then nobody really owns it. Commercial law, that no, you can go to the butcher because he went through the act, the motions of being a Ganav. They're arguing with my plea. So, what exactly is the crux of their argument? They're arguing in Rav Chiz's point itself. They're arguing before years whether you can go ultimately to the purchaser. And uh, or Rav, according to Abaya, Rav says even before years, you cannot go to the purchaser. You can only go to the Ganif himself. Because the purchaser wasn't a Ganif. That's one version. Rabbi Zvid says, no, we're talking about going to Siyasha, Bailin, The owners gave up hope. They didn't give up hope while the Ganif had it. The argument between Rab and Rabbi and, Yechen and, and is when the owner gave up hope once it was already in the domain of the buyer. And the question is, okay, we know that Yish combined with Shin Rashus means the buyer can keep it, but it doesn't matter which order it is. So one opinion says that has to be Yish first. And then because Shinoshus is not a king, Shinoshus means that it came into your possession legally. So therefore, you need the years first. Other people said, no, Shinoshus is a form of a Kenyan, like Shin Hashem, Shin Maisa, and therefore we don't care the order. And that's what's going on here. did not give a hope in the hand of this is the argument. Master of one of them holds Yush the Achikach Shinoshus Kani. Only if the Shinoshus took place after the Yush. But the reverse order is not effective. Well, almost says makes no difference. Now, Papa comes a different answer. Now, Papa says like this: the gleam, the kuliamale pli, the husband. If there's an object there, for example, a shirt, there's no question that the owner can go back, even to the to the buyer, and take his shirt back. But hopefully, you know the argument here is. The argument here is, but also by takonos hashuk. They're arguing that so we're talking about before Yish, and they're arguing whether we made takana sashuk, a special takana to say to the buyer, that even though you're uh, you know you bought stolen goods, but if we, we're gonna help you out, that you're gonna get compensated because otherwise, otherwise people will stop buying things. Igmara says here, that's the argument here. Rav Hadini Marishan. Rav says I want that the din is you go back to the first guy. <clears throat> so this is what he says. Everyone agrees that I can take the shirt back. I don't have to pay you. I take the shirt back. And you can't say, oh, but I, you know, I'm an innocent buyer. No, you bought stolen goods. Before years, you stole my shirt. You got to get back to me. And like Rabbi Chizah said, you collect from either one. But um, the Rav says, the name of Hadin Im Harishin. Rav says that the din is where the first guy, Dina de Lekeach, the Lishko Zuz, Meganev, also by the Shuk. Rav says that that um, that the, the buyer does not the, the, the owner of the shirt does not have to reimburse the buyer at all in this case because it's before years and the and the the owner of the shirt takes the shirt back and says you want to get compensated you bought it from the, the guy there go go to him he'll take care of you there's no takana shuk here 
And Rabbi Yechelen, Mishra Miyale says, no, Hadinam Hashaini. Rabbi Yechelen disagrees. He says that the owner has to compensate the person because he made a special Takana Shuk. We'll make it a shuk and help him out. Says the Gemara. So one has a question. Rav doesn't believe in the concept of takonas ashuk that sometimes just to make life go on, we have to make certain laws as, as unfair as they are to certain people. But this is for the for the vast majority. In order for business to continue to thrive, you have to give them some comfort that if they end up buying stone without realizing it, that they're not going to lose out. You know, you tell me Rav doesn't believe in that principle, but Rav Hunda, Tamid Rav, Rav Hunda, the Tamid of Rav, will assume that if he's a student of Rav, he probably followed Rav. The Chana Bisha Ganif, Chana Bisha was a terrible Ganif, and Ganif Glima, he stole a shirt, the Zovna, and he sold it. Also, Kamid Rav Hunda, that person, the owner of the shirt, came to Rav Hunda and said, can I go to the buyer and collect it back? He said to the person, Zil, Shade, Avit, he said, go to the buyer and pay him out for the shirt. So we see clearly, why should you pay out the buyer from the shirt? It's stolen goods. It's still yours. Because of Takana Sashuk. So Rav agrees to Takana Shuk. So the answer is shiny Chonabisha. Chonabisha is unique. Even the Lekalish Talumine, there's no way in the world, he's such a strong armed person, people were scared of him. And there's no way in the world you'll ever get your money back. So Kalahukadam is as if you don't know what the Ghanaf is. We said before, if you don't know what the Ghanaf is, you have every right to go to the buyer. Even though we know Chonabisha is the Ghanaf, you're, you're not going to go to him. You're not going to approach him. So therefore, it's like non existent. We don't know who the buyer is. Omar Rav says, Rav, but if everyone knew this person was a Ganav, then the buyer should never have bought from him in the first place, then there's no Rachmanas, there's no Takanas Ashuk. In this story, everyone knew who he was, and yet we made Takana. So we answered, everyone knew that he was a terrible person. We didn't know he was a Ganav. Each will be learned. Ganav. Shimon stole from Reuben. Then he took that item, whatever he stole, and he used it to pay off a loan of his. Uganav, he stole from Reuben. He bought merchandise, he, had, he owed money on it, and now he took that item that he stole from Reuben and paid it off as merchandise. In these two cases, everyone agrees, we don't do takanashuk. In other words, the owner can go to the, to, the, you know, to the lender and take his shirt back. Why? And the logic is very simple. There's no reason to help the lender out. You didn't lend money to Reuven. We say to the lender, you never lent money to Reuven. You never lent money to, sorry, you never lent money to Shimon because he's giving you a shirt. You didn't even know about the shirt at the time. So now that Shimon went and stole the shirt in order to pay you, what right do you have to it? So Reuven, the owner of the shirt, can come and collect it. And there's no reason to help you out in this case because you lent the money and do the shirt. You lent it because you trust him. It's your problem. You didn't give him the money because of the shirt. Um, what happens? If, if let's say Shimon lends money to Reuben and Reuben gave security, which turned out to be was stolen, a security that was worth $200 and the loan was 100 Now that makes sense. When you give a loan, you want security worth more than the loan. So you have no issues at all whatsoever of getting your money back. You'll never lend money with security that's worth exactly the amount of your loan because then, you know, what happened? The price goes down a little bit. You lost money. So if the stolen goods was 200 and you lent 100, then we can say you lent the money based on the stolen goods. So there's a takana shuk, we have to help you out if it turns out to be stolen. Also by takana shuk. But shava b'shava, if it was a $100 loan for $100 security, Amema says, also by shuk, we're not going to help you out because we don't think you lent the money based on the security, so therefore why should we help you out? You do help out. <clears throat> then we say, zavina shava b'shava. Now this is interesting. Let's say uh, you, uh, you bought something 
uh, let's say whatever the value is hundred dollars, and you paid hundred dollars for this, also but the cut of the sugar. Then obviously, it turned out to be with stolen goods. We're going to help you out. We need to make sure that business can continue to you know to to work. But shava ma meya you bought something that was worth hundred dollars. You paid two hundred. Now that extra hundred dollars you paid, why? Because obviously you wanted to gift it to that person. So we're going to say that even the initial hundred dollars, that even the, the value hundred dollars also is a gift. And therefore, you're not getting back a cent. There's no takon over here. Is Rav Sheshi says loy by There's no takon here. Why? Because since the second hundred was a gift, so was the first hundred. And Rav Amar also takon of says yes, we do make a takon that you. In fact, you can collect the whole two hundred because we have to help you out. Ah, you're overpaid, says he, because it happens. It's quite common that people overpay, not because he's gifting it. The halacha finally is also by the country. We always help out the buyers, the innocent buyers. Levan, the only time we don't is gone for part of a chayver, gone for part of a kefir. If the guy then used to pay off a loan, there's no reason to help you out. You didn't lend the money because of this. Avima Barnavi, Avima Barnavi, Hamud Ravina, the father of Ravina. Having massive Hogavi, he lent somebody Abazuze. He lent somebody four dollars and gone of Glima, and then the guy stole a shirt and, and he gave it to him, you know, as payment. Asyanella and, and, and sorry, he gave it to him as security. Asyanella, Oisve Abazuze, in other words, he owed him money and then he gave him security of, of a shirt or afterwards. And then he lent him another $4. But they never spelled out the second loan of $4 was that based on the shirt that he gave you or the shirt he gave you was sort of like a payment for the first loan or security for the first loan and you lent him again because you trust him. And it's very different between these two cases. So this is what happened. Let's say who could have gone right where they realized the whole thing was stolen. Also, kind of, he went to son in law. Interesting that he went to son in law to judge the case. Omar, he said to him, I guess they both accepted. So, so the son of passing this. The first four dollars you lent before you knew about the shirt. So therefore, we're not going to help you out. We're not going to help you out at all. And um, and you're not you cannot collect the shirt. Yeah. <clears throat> So therefore, since you did not lend the money based on the shirt, there's no takonis hashuk in this case at all. But the second lot of four dollars, you you lent it because you were you uh, you based on the shirt. So therefore, we're gonna make a takonis hashuk that you can go and 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 and, and collect um, the shirt back. So you take your money and give back the shirt. Master of Rav Koyin, interesting name, Rav Koyin. The Dilma Glimmer behind the Kamoy Yovanella. How do you know what? How do you know that the second loan was based on on the shirt, and therefore we want to make a takana sashoyik? Maybe that the second loan was just the, the, the shirt took care of the first loan because he didn't know it was stolen, and the second loan was again a favor he trusted. Gone for part of a chayv, gone for a chayv. Bazuzi basari. The second lot of four dollars. Hemonyehi believed him. Kehechad Henry Koyin believed in the first place. Milsa, so now there's a dispute. Milsa, this thing, you know, people talking about it. Multicano came from who and he said, there's a person from the city of Nasha, gone of Safra, stole, stole a book. Zovnila Papano, he sold it to a citizen from the city of Papano, but Tamnon Zuzi for 80 bucks. Also Papano, then the guy from Papano went and Zovnil the Barma Khazoi from somebody from the city of Khazoi, but maybe for 120 bucks. Let's say who could have got it. Later on, they realized that this thing was stolen. We realized who the first person was. The, pop, we, we, the first person, the guy from Nashar, the Ghana. We found him. Omar Abayis. Abayis says, Lazel Mara de Safra. Let the owner, the, the original owner of the book, 
So there were three people there. There was a Ganif. He sold us one buyer for 80, and that second, first buyer sold the second buyer for 120. So now the, the dinner you said before, you can go and get back the original book. So Abaye says, Lazel murdered the Safra, the Yavle, let the owner of the book go and give to the Bar Chazoy Tamlin. Since the Ganif only received $80 for the book, so the original owner only has to pay $80. So he goes to the last guy, he paid on 20, gives him $80 for the book compensation. And because that, the, the original guy only got 80, and he tells the last guy, you now are still owed 40, you go to the middle guy who made $40 profit on you, and you collect it from him. And the middle guy, um, and then I will go to the owner and try to get my $80 back. Uh, he takes his book, but also and the guy will go will go to the Papa and get 40 bucks. Masculine over so doesn't make sense. If you buy from the Ganif, you're the first buyer, yet we help you out and say, you know, you get fully reimbursed. This is one more, one arm's length. He's totally innocent. We only get back $80, but boy, and he has to schlep around to get the other 40. Lazel murdered the Safra. No, the owner of the book goes, the Yogle, Bachazoi, Mayasing, so he gets $120. The Shakla Safra collects his book. The lazel mother, the safra, and then the owner of the book, the lishkala boy in Then the owner, so the owner of the book has to reimburse the second buyer completely, and then uh, he he has he has to get back and reimbursed again. He goes to the second to the to the first buyer. He says, "Look, you sold it for forty bucks a stolen item. You made profit forty. Give me that profit." And then he goes to the guy and says, "Give me my eighty back." Eighty from the Mishnah. One guy had a barrel of wine. had a barrel of honey. The barrel of honey split. This guy poured out his wine. He took the vash and he rescued the guy's honey. Ain't doesn't get reimbursed. All he gets is the wage for the time he put effort in. The imam, but he tells the guy up front, I'm going to save your honey. You're going to have to reimburse me. Then the guy agrees. Of course, he has to pay him out. Shot a similar story. Shotav nachal Two donkeys were swept away by the river. But your friend's donkey is worth a lot more than yours. So you want to be immense. You decide not to save your own donkey. And you rescued your friend's donkey. You lost now your donkey. All you get reimbursed is your time and effort. But he told him clearly, I'm going to save your donkey. Then literally has to give it to him. Says the mother. But my interesting question, if I saved your honey, the honey was going to fall on the ground, you lost your whole honey. So it's like Hefke. And if, it's, if I saved your honey in my barrel of wine, then I should be the owner of your honey. Forget about getting paid only for the time. I should keep your honey because I just got it from Hefke. But my why? I just acquired your honey because you, it was falling on the ground. You lost it all. So it's Hefke. And in fact, Milatani, we learned how to show you turn kind of yank and shame. A guy was carrying barrels of wine, barrel of oil, but he saw shame mishtabris. He saw that they're breaking and they're about to fall apart. Don't be a smart person and say, Oh, I have all these fruits in my house. I'm going to make this true mice. And any loss that happens now, the coin loses, the lady loses. You can't do that. And we said that's worthless. So my answers, more answers, not a question at all. It's talking about where there's no big loss. And our measure is talking about there isn't really a loss. It's not Hefker. There was a rope, a 
tight rope around the barrel, sort of holding it together, and very little honey was oozing out of the cracks. And therefore, there's no real loss, and therefore the guy from the wine can't say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, the honey belongs to me. Because it's not Hefka. So he gets paid for us this time. Now the Gemara has a question. It says here, if he said that the truma meiser of this barrel, you know, should be truma meiser or the fruit should be truma meiser of my family, it's worthless. And that's a question. But time looking at Brisa, Misha Baba Derech, you're traveling on the road, Umayz Biyada, you have money in your hand. The Anas Kenegnes, the guy standing there is about to take all your money away from you. Don't say before the guy seizes your money. Had he paid it, she yes, the basin, all these fruits I have in my house. All these fruits I have in my house, I have to make like my Shani. I wanted to transfer the Kedusha to this money. And then the Ghana takes it. It's not a problem. But if he said it, but if he said it, it is effective. You just said that um, that you can't, it says in the Braissa before, that if you said it, it's worthless, because it's like Hefke, it's no longer your money because you're about to lose it, so no longer yours, it's worthless. And here it is clearly that uh, the Dvar of Kayamin, the words are that, you know, that the, the, um, with the case of the money, it's effective. The case is that you could save, you could save it. Says the Gemara, if you're able to save it, <clears throat> Um, if you can save it, then why can't you say what I mean? You don't, you shouldn't say it, but if you did, it's all right. The is to say that the paid is my house, we have money. If she has a the only way you can save it is if through hard work. So Chachilah shouldn't do it, but if you did, we'll say that it's effective. Says the Gemara, you tell me wherever there's a loss involved, you shouldn't say that I'm going to use this to, you know, to transfer the Kedusha because there's a loss. But Tanya, we learned, you shall tell you 10 barrels of Tebel. Tommy, the 10 barrels of table, which means you have to give Truman Maisa, they're all Tommy. The raw Achas Mehen Shinishbur, you saw one of the barrels are broken and about to lose every the contents. Oishin is Galsa. Remember, if you have a, a, a pail of water or something that was scared that snakes might enter and drink it, it's poisonous, and you're not allowed to drink it, you're not allowed to eat it, you're not allowed to feed it to the animals, we'll soon see. you can say, Harehi Trumas Maisir Altesha Chavisa. You can say that this barrel. Is going to be true. I have to give it to the lady. Too much a lady owns 10 barrels of Tommy. He says, This barrel, I have to give 10% to a coin. This barrel should be that true. But by, that's by wine. But don't do that. No, by wine, since it's Tommy anyway, what can the coin do with it? Nothing. So, so if it gets cracked and I lose the, the oil, the wine, who cares? It makes no difference. No real loss. But oil, if there is a loss, if they have the coin, as we'll soon discuss. By oil, if you're going to say that this goes to the coin, now there's a barrel broken, it's about to lose oil, there's a loss, because Tamadika oil can be used by the coin. And now, the coin just lost all that oil. You can use it, the coin uses fuel, the oil. And now he just lost all that oil. Says the Gemara, don't do that. Says the Gemara, oh, um, um, oh, even said, so now the Chayda, if it's about to get lost, how can you say this will be true? You just said before that there's a loss, you can't give true. There's a rope around it, so therefore it's not really a loss. It's not such a big loss, a small loss, and therefore if, uh, you could do that by the wine. You could say that this should be truma. Okay, if it's broken and you hold the pieces together, I can still use the wine. But if it was gilly and a snake drank from it, what can you do with it? You can't give it to anybody to drink. You know what the wine you can do? You can use it. They used to have all the floors of dirt floors. So they used to pour wine on the dirt floors to give fragrance into the house. Okay, nobody's going to drink it, 
but you can use it to pour. So therefore, um, there is a, and the only reason why there's no loss of here is because it's sort of you know holding together the rope. So now look and what can you? Um, so you might ask a question. Um, in the case of this gausa, what, you know, what can the coin do with it? What what can the coin do with it? So we say here, um, but Tanya, you, so you tell me pouring on the ground. But Tanya, we learned mayim shenes galo once it was exposed. Don't poison the because there's poison floating around and somebody has cracks in their foot, poison might enter. Don't use it to uh, mix cement. Don't use it to clean your house because you might walk their barefoot on it. Don't give it to drink to your behemoth because then somebody might eat from this animal and they'll be eating the poison with it as well. Tasha says you shouldn't give it to behemoth because you're killing your animal. That itself is a problem. And not to be him or your friend. So if it's this gausa, it has no value whatsoever. Says the Gemara. So how can you do it? How can you say by wine you can give it to the coin? It has no value. Says the Gemara. The Avale. So you tell me a broken thing, it's held together, so therefore there's no real loss. But uh, if it's this gausa, there's nothing you can do with it. How can you decide that this barrel should become truma? What are you going to do with the, the, with, the, with this gausa, a snake, this poison? Says, yes, there's a way you can use it. The overlay of he puts it through a strainer. We turn the bright so that a strainer, there is the problem of gilu. If the bottom keli, which is trapping all of this um, wine, is exposed, but if it's covered, so you have a uh, you know, one part on top of another, you have a strainer above there. So even though the above is megula, the bottom, but the contents on the bottom after going through a strainer is not a problem. Why? The poison of a snake is like a sponge. It floats above. So therefore, you could use the wine in the case of gila to go through a strainer. Says the Gemara, Lab Itmar, didn't we learn? When do we say if it goes through a strainer, it's all right? It floats on top. You didn't sort of mix it together. You mix it together also. So when you're pouring from the barrel, automatically it gets mixed as it you know, lands on the bottom and it gets mixed together. So again, it's poisonous and there's no benefit. Well, how can you say this will be true for a coin? We're talking about over here that you didn't hold it high and you pour it down, we got mixed. You put the strainer right at the end of the barrel, and the other barrel on the bottom is right beneath it, so therefore it doesn't, there's no mixing here because it's right next door. You tell me, you can actually give this truma to the koyin, but Tanya, we learn, turn me, you're allowed to give truma from one tummy on another tummy, from one toy to another toy barrel, barrel on a tummy barrel, but you cannot use a tummy. Barrel to use that as truma for the rest of the remaining barrel, which are tar. Obviously, it has to be similar. Rabbi says, even tummy al tummy, he says, you cannot give truma from one tummy to give barrel another. From each barrel, you have to give its own truma. Only if it's demai. Mai means domai. We're not sure what the situation is. It was by an amoris. We don't know if they gave the maisas or not. So we answer, we said, don't do that. By oil, we said, don't turn into truma because you're causing the koyin a loss. Your koyin, your eyes can fall on the ground. You can no longer use the truma. Says the Gemara, Why oil do we say it's a loss? Because the koyin could have used tamadig oil for fuel. So yainami rolazil, but wine also is a loss. 
if, if it falls to the ground. Why? Because the coin could have used it for um for Zilla for pouring it on the ground. So the Gemara says. So why do we allow the the, the, the koyin, Why do we allow you to leave the wine in the broken barrel and make that truma, and then the wine falls on the ground? We're saying there's no loss to the koyin. There is a loss to the koyin. You could have used it for fragrance. Now we can't. So the Gemara, you can tell me what zilv is not really considered uh, something significant. What are you talking about? If you want to drink wine, pay up to seller for the, the amount of a loig. But if you want to use the wine to pour on the ground, you better get better quality wine and pay too slowly. So we see that Zilov is worth more than just drinking. We're talking about brand new wine. When does wine have fragrance when it's old wine? Fermented everything. This is brand new wine, like grape juice. You can always leave it around and wait till it gets to age and then use it. So there's a loss to the coin. So we say no. Also, we don't like it hanging around Tomadika wine because if something might go wrong. You might drink it, forget that it's, we don't encourage that at all. And therefore, we don't care if the, the wine gets lost and falls to the ground because there's no loss to the coin. There's nothing the coin could have done with the wine anyway. So you come to the cover. Oil also, leaving it around. You don't use all the oil in one go over time. So we answered the monarch beclaimed. Take the oil and you put it into a miasakeli. And therefore, you're not going to use it for anything else. So wine the wine. Let's let's encourage the person to put it in the mia sekeli, and therefore you won't use it for anything else. So what answers that doesn't make sense. The whole purpose is you want to have a nice fragrance. The keli must come on that we can take the wine and put it in the mia sekeli. It'll, it'll take away the whole fragrance. What's the point? Says the Gemara, but the Kola Atzma, this very point, are we worried if you leave it around your house, you might end up doing something wrong, is an argument of Tanoim from Beishama Basil. The Tanya, we actually learned, if we had a similar idea right at the beginning, the end of the first paragraph of The Tanya learned, Chavish Liyayin, a barrel of wine shall truma of truma, shinit mas. You have a barrel of wine of truma that became, that became Tamay. Is Beishama says, what should you do? Tishafik Hakol, pour the whole thing out in one go. We don't want you to have Tamadika wine hanging around your house. So get rid of the whole lot. And Basil says, Tasazil, no, you can leave it around and use a little bit of wine at a time for fragrance. I will make a compromise. Bit buys at home, the wine is right there. Then Tasaziluv, you can go ahead and use it for Zilu because you know, because you use the whole wine straight away and use it for fragrance. But besides, if it's out in the field, so you have to schlep it all the way to your house. In the meantime, you might want to drink a wine and you'll forget that this is true to me. Pour it out where it is. Or you can have another version. The Yash, an old wine, and you, so you don't have to leave it around at all. You can use it then. Even if you use it you know, a couple of days, it's all right. New wine, but you have to leave it for a long time to age. Pour it out. They said to him, you're not a compromiser. You're not considered a compromiser. Why not? A compromise is if, if Bishame would have said, I don't care if it's the house or the field, pour the whole thing out. If Basil would have said, I don't care the house or the field, use it for fragrance. And you come along and say, well, the house is one way and the field is another way. That's called a compromise. Neither of them brought it up. You're the one who brought up this issue there. You're creating a new concept. Rabbi Tam says, Shlishi means a third generation. The big giants here that Beishama and Basil are arguing, and you're two generations later, and you want to stick your nose in? Ein hachro shlishes, a person from a third generation cannot be machri between these two giants. We'll stop over here. We'll continue tomorrow morning in Mitzvah